Welcome to the Nice Hair Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Haley. We are two girls committed to being nice, to hair and business, and to keeping it real. Yep. That was a bad move. Yas! Hey guys! We're going to start out... You can just skip forward if you don't want to play this, but we're going to play Easy <laughs> Trivia. I borrowed this segment from another radio show I like. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Easy Trivia. That's going to do that forever, so I'm sorry. So this is trivia that most like fourth graders would know Dylan and Haley are going to play against each other. I'm so scared. I'm horrible at trivia. So if you miss it, the other person has a chance to steal. Okay. Um, ladies first. Thank God. Haley. Yes. On a farm, a kid is a baby what? A baby goat. Uh, Bobby said that's correct. That's correct. Okay. Dylan. Yes. Um, sorry. These are all. What is the name of the toy cowboy in the toy story? Woody. Okay. Haley. Yes. How many years are there in a millennium? Don't she? This is a question that fourth graders know. Yep. Sure is. A millennium. Talk it out. Um, who do I talk it out? Uh, think it through. What do you know? Okay. I know a decade is 10 years. Okay. A century is 100. Mm-hmm. A thousand? A thousand. Yes, that was actually like a total guess. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of myself right now. Yeah, no, I'm proud of you too. We'll do a couple more. What? Ooh, I don't want to get you anything. Oh, Dylan, what is the nickname for the bell of the clock at the Palace of Westminster in London? Oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah, you should, Dylan. What? Yeah, you want me to read it? Want me to read it again? again? I I know the nickname for the bell on the clock in Westminster Palace in London. Okay, are you passing? You don't want to guess anything. Uh, oh, I don't. Maybe if Dylan doesn't know, he's way smarter than me. I feel like you were about to say it. It's not Big Ben, is it? It is. It is. I feel like it was worded weird. I thought that was something. I the that was bell. A thing. Yeah, no, it was. Um, that, that yeah, that's it's a tricky one. A okay, a couple more. Oh, uh, Haley. Yeah. How many days are they are there in a fortnight? Like the game. It just says how many days are there in the in a fortnight. I don't know what that means, so I'm gonna pass. No, you can't pass. You just guess something. Ten. Um, ten's wrong, but I don't have my little buzzer. I only have the good buzzer up. That's fine. <laughs> Dylan to steal. How many days are there in a fortnight? 14. Good job. What is a fortnight? Two weeks. Uh, um, I didn't know not, that either. Not the video game. Mm -mm. Um, 
This is so much fun. Don't you guys love games? No, I hate games. You don't? Uh, Dylan, which planet in our solar system is known for having a ring? One singular ring? A ring. I mean, Neptune has one ring. They found there are rings on, there's a ring around Jupiter. Saturn has a shit ton of rings. It just has a ring. I don't think it's that specific. What's the first thing that came to your mind? Saturn. Dylan, you're smarter than you think you are. Okay, last one. Haley? Yes. Um, you guys don't like trivia? I mean... It's I think it's literally the funnest thing ever. I like of, games. I'm a kind of having fun. Okay. Having a fucking blast. Dylan loves <laughs> trivia. I, I just have never thought I was good at trivia, so... Haley, who painted the Mona Lisa? I have no idea. Yes, you do. Yes, no. you do. You know. <laughs> no, I accidentally played that. Yeah, you no, do know. I don't. You do know. Name name the most famous painter you know. Sorry, there's Picasso? No. Dylan Tistiel? Da Vinci. I there you go. never would have guessed that. It's okay. Uh we'll do hold on a couple more. Dylan, in which year did the Titanic sink? Ooh. I think I know this actually. Take a guess. 1910. Wrong. Uh -uh. Haley, you want to steal? I think it was 1914. Wrong. <sighs> Dylan, want to steal? I don't know. 1912. <sighs> we were like yeah, you guys were close. right in the middle. You guys were close. Haley, what's the capital of Hawaii? Are you giving me the hard ones on purpose? No. Honolulu? Girl, you're so smart. Yes. Um, okay, this really will be the last one. Dylan, who invented the telephone? Alexander Graham Bell. There you go. Okay. That was fun. It kind of jogs your brain. I don't like to think about that kind of stuff. You guys are fun. I love random trivia. So do you, I. Like, you guys have so much joy right now, so mm. I'm happy that you guys are so happy. You did great. I Okay, thanks. You knew Millennium was a thousand years. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, I but then it. I started thinking about Backstreet Boys and their album Millennium, <laughs> and I think it came out in 2000. That's honestly how it Process of it. elimination through Backstreet Boys? <laughs> wow. So I thought serious. you were going to say I started thinking <laughs> about... Check, check to see if it came out in 2000, because I'm pretty oh sure gosh. it did. This is, this is literally turned into just a random fucking variety <laughs> show of no of no meaning. Remember when we used to talk about hair? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. We're casting a wider net now. We Gu are. Guarantee we when are. we put this out, people will be like, can you guys play more trivia? I, I can might. make up other games, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, see when it came out. <sighs> I think trivia is fun. I, I if we have more people, like when we have other people on, I want to do drafts. So we'll do like random drafts. You know, I, I'm into this. Okay. Um, oh, I have a question for you guys. Like, yeah. Who would you rather? Um, if you could only eat waffles or pancakes for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Pancakes. Millennium came out in 1989. Black and Blue came out in 2000. You were close. I was though. close. Yeah. I was close. Dylan, what? So it was you... like the end of the millennium. So maybe that was the reason for it. I'm a pancake guy. <sighs> Pancakes all around. Same. I love how they absorb the syrup and yeah. the butter. 
you know, and like it just sits there for the most part on the waffle. It takes a longer time. You put butter on it too? Of course. Um, yeah, so this is how we would do it when I was younger. You'd butter the pancakes first, like lightly, but then you'd put butter and syrup into a cup in the microwave, and then you pour that concoction over the pancakes. And to say it was a slice of heaven would be underrated. Because it's a pancake of heaven. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. Bobby's favorite dessert is? Lady fingers. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> crack myself up uh, because Bobby, he bit you because he bit me <laughs> bobby nip he, no yeah. he bit no he, he, i'm fine he bit i'm Hannah. literally fine but i just had to i like I i'm could, so stressed about it i couldn't not say that i'm not stressed about it in the least i've been an animal owner my entire life bobby Bobby's is my a dog by the way yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> bobby is my foster dog that i'm probably gonna adopt if he doesn't keep biting people no he I've had him for four days. He's almost eight. He's a larger dog, so obviously he's not going to have a super long lifespan. He's probably arthritic, too. And I grabbed his paw. A, We're cord, not, a cord was wrapped around yeah, his paw. I was trying to get a cord unwrapped from his paw. I grabbed his paw knowing that I'm an adult and animals have mouths and can bite. His paw was sensitive in some way, and he just bit me and told me to F off. And it, he didn't break my skin. It was enough to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to get my hand out of here real quick. Yeah. But I'm stressed. Hannah's not. No, I'm not stressed at all. I've been bitten. Bobby's by. just not stressed at all. I had a cat that used to like regularly attack my face when I was sleeping. It's kind of weird. That's <laughs> oh, why you sad. can't trust a cat. Cats are psychos. They're horrible, horrible animals. They're really cute when they're kittens. Oh, yeah. But then they get bigger and they're whatever. Yeah. What's um, our topic today? We are going to talk about working with brand ambassadors and or slash partnerships and influencers and how you can help them build your business. The cool thing about what we do, if you're listening to this and you do hear, you're already like winning because you have you have especially if you do extensions because you have a service that a lot of people want and it's also a service that costs a lot of money yeah and it's also a service that like 90 percent of any girl who has an instagram account would love to have for her especially instagram account. if they're <clears throat> um using instagram like as their main business tool such as like somebody like a blogger or somebody that uses Instagram to help them so um, he, produce a revenue. Haley's used um, a partnership and an influencer in a really large scale way. I have like just a couple of more smaller scale partnerships that I have going on. And so we kind of wanted to share like the difference between those two and how they can benefit you if you're trying to build your business or like if you're like Haley and I where your business is doing okay, how you can use it to kind of um, continue to project your business into like a better and bigger space. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to, like, I'm not ever trying to be like, we made it because we're both very humble and like, we know, like, like I'm very well aware that like the bottom could fall out of anything at any time. So I don't want to like make it sound like we're good. So we just got brand ambassadors so they can just do all the work for us because that's not how it works. Yeah, that truly isn't how it works at all. But 
it does, um, as silly as this is, it almost gives you more credibility with future clients as well. Um, especially if it's somebody that they have known and been following there, it's like a big deal when they find out you do one of their favorite influencers hair. Haley does two really well-known, um, female like fashion bloggers here. Mm -hmm. And I've regularly ran across them on like Pinterest and Instagram. I think probably, I didn't, I don't think I knew them after, but I didn't really like know them, know them even when you were doing their hair, but I like recognize them instantly. Like, oh my gosh, those are Haley's clients. Like, oh my gosh, there's like a gazillion likes on this. Like, (sighs) that's so cool. So yeah. Tell us about how you've, found um either of the girls well this is the thing I think there are two different ways to approach working with somebody if uh, I think if you were the one reaching out to them you have to um get hit them with an offer that they can't resist essentially where they so what does that look like an email a message a contract okay I will just speak for my own personal I am going to take something so much more seriously if it comes across as an email. However, um, a lot of times it does come across through Instagram. But I think when if somebody is taking the time to email you um, and then you can hit them with like a little message. Hey, I just sent you um, an email. Uh, Just, you know, check your inbox, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I would agree. Email is still the king of business interactions. I think it's professional and And it's... What's appropriate, especially for influencers, you guys, their DMS are flooded and things get lost and, and backed up. Um, I know just for us and we're not even remotely on that type of a scale, but our, like, it's hard enough to keep up with DMS now. Oh, I get like seven DMS and I like have a slight anxiety moment. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot. Cause then, you know, so anyway, I actually have like substance in them where I'm like, ah, This is a lot. Yeah. So I would say approach it with an email and you always, I think when pitching anyone, um, Haley's the queen of pitching. I'm really good at pitching. She was actually trained in a sales capacity where I was not. I'm just fucking winging it. (laughs) I'm like, I wear a cute outfit today. Do you want to work with me? No, there is like, there is like some madness behind, um, actually trying to get somebody to work with you. I think, first of all, you need to be complimentary to what they're doing. I also think if working with an influencer is something that you are interested in, you need to follow them and be a part of their community before you ask them for something because Mm -hmm. you have to understand these people are getting asked things constantly. Um, So be genuine. Like take the time maybe to like, if you find, if you really narrow it down to somebody that you're interested in, like start following them and really like interacting with their, with their community posts. also. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And because this is the one thing that I've learned a lot, these bloggers and influencers, the people that follow them, it's almost to call it a cult following is probably extreme, but these people are so loyal to them. They love them. They adore them. They will purchase and do 
anything that this person says. Because these bloggers have created such a wonderful level of trust with their audience. They've done a great job of creating a community. They're honest, they're open, and their audience truly feels like they know them. They're a part of their team, kind of. Yeah, exactly. And so honestly, that's why you want to work with somebody like that, because like their audience already loves them. Mm -hmm. And especially as that person grows, you know, their audience is growing. um, And that potentially can get you more clients. Right. So it's it's all still business focused, but it has to, it has to feel right. I've completely forgot that I have, I've shared this story with you and I'll share it after this, but I have like a influencer uh, contract gone wrong story. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that too. Yeah. So I think the most important thing where to start is, is to find someone that you genuinely don't. I think it's important to start with someone local, number one, because you're going to, if you're wanting to trade hair services with them, they need to have access to where you are. So um, maybe ha- start hashtagging. This is what I mm-hmm. kind of have found some people. Yeah. So the first. So I, my situation was a little bit different. I think, um, I had definitely considered reaching out to quite a few people. Um, and I don't say this in an arrogant way by any means, but I pretty much had a full book when I started working with both of the girls. I I dusted her shoulder off for her. (laughs) I, I just had already established a really great clientele, um, at the time when I started working with both of my girls. So, um, the one girl found me and then the other one found me through her. So that's cool. Yeah. So who found you? We can talk about them because they're pretty well known and they're all over Haley's Instagram, if you don't mind. Yeah. Which one did you find first? Um, so Sarah, who is the mom in style. Okay. Um, she found me first. So she found you. She was local to Columbus. She's local to Columbus. Um, And she found me first and we kind of became like very fast friends also. Um, So she reached out and I had her go through um, the same process that all of my clients go through the application process or the questionnaire, whatever you want to call it, where just um, to be able to speak on that as an influencer also, um, she got the same exact treatment that any other client that I work with does. So, and then we set up a consultation call and she came in for her extensions and we've, I think we've been working together for like a year and a half now. So did you initially, what's her actual Instagram name? If you don't mind me asking. The mom in style. The mom in style. So did you initially, when she reached out to you, um, did it, did it like pop into your brain? Like, Hey, I want to work with this woman in a trading capacity or did it kind of happen more naturally where you started to understand like, Oh dang, this, this could end up being a trading situation. So I'm not going to completely like say what I have worked out with them because they, I do still get paid for the services that I provide. Um, and this is all up to you guys. That's the thing is there's no formula for this. Um, it's completely up to you. Yeah. And I will say I, um, I think I was in a little bit of a different position 
since they reached out to me than me reaching out to them. Sure. If that yeah. makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Um, so do we exchange? Yes, but there is still money being exchanged as well. Right. And money um, isn't the only thing, like essentially what you're exchanging is not typically money. A lot of times it's posts uh-huh. for hair. But I also, so I um, basically, when we started working together, and you want to make sure whatever you're doing that you have in writing. A contract. Um, you want to have a contract oh. because if you are reaching out to somebody and saying, I am, especially if you are doing their hair for free, mm-hmm. you need to have in writing this is what I expect. I expect one hard post every week and I expect four stories with a swipe up to my application every week, whatever that looks like for you. And that's something for the two of you to reach out and work with together. Um, and so then it's a very, very clear intention because you can get hard screwed over if if it is something that you, I actually have an influencer story gone wrong as well. Um, and a, a lot of what's cool about now is a lot of influencers. I just pulled up the um, influencer contract that I had at one point. I just still have a copy of it. A lot of influencers will already have kind of crafted contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to kind of, if you don't know where to start with that, number one, you can just kind of, you can Google like, how to form a contract with an influencer mm-hmm. or you can just ask them like, Hey, um, is there, is there a contract that maybe you already have? Like, yeah. you know, it's just all about communication. Yeah, it is. Um, but you also do have to remember it is a partnership too. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my girls, um, I basically, just, I, I like want it to be organic to them. Both of them are really phenomenal with their social media. They really are. Um, and, you know, just tag yourself while you're here. You know, if anybody asks about your hair, talk about it on your stories. Um, we have, again, like a, kind of a looser agreement, but I don't do their hair for free. And what's I, your other blogger's name? Um, her name is Almost Ready Blog. Almost Ready. We might as well shout them out while we're on here, girl. Yeah, they're both just so phenomenal. So Haley got lucky in that um, she had local bloggers that found her, and then she worked out. Amanda's actually not local. She comes from Indiana. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, Haley had semi-local bloggers that found her yeah. that um, really liked her work and were able to, she was able to work out a contract with them that is mutually beneficial. Yeah. Um, I think that's the thing you just have to keep in mind. You have to make sure it works for both of you. But again, if you are doing something for free, you have to be very clear on what your expectations are. And if something is not how you want it, you have to have that conversation later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell my little horror story. I, was I, I didn't I don't know about this. I'm excited. Oh, it gets me mad talking about it every time. There was a local girl who had a decently large following. Um and did you reach out to her? Or did she reach I out? I reached to out to her. I actually um she taught a social media class. Okay. And I attended. I and, do know this story. Okay. Um her class was great. 
we kind of started chatting about extensions and so, I was like, we would love to host you at our salon and do another class. So her business is social media marketing. Um, she hasn't, I'm, I'm not going to divulge a lot of information. But that's kind of what she was into. Yeah. So she, um, no, that's okay. Um, but she has another business outside of that, but she does do social media marketing classes as well. And the class was that I attended was great. So then we invited her to our salon, had her come in and do, um, a class for our salon. We opened it up to other people as well. And so after that class, you know, I was like, I would love to like do your hair. Like let's, you know, work something out. And we kind of explained, I, and the, it bit me in the ass, you guys, I didn't collect any type of a deposit from her. Mm-hmm. I had nothing in writing. Um, I had nothing but verbal agreements. I did have some like emails and stuff like that. Um, so we booked an appointment I ordered her hair and I, I don't know if she rescheduled first, but all in all, she ended up, um, canceling the appointment completely. But I will say this is where I was wrong in what I offered her. I was reaching out to her. I wanted to do her hair. I was still having her, I think I was still having her cover the cost of just the hair, I believe. Um, so And then I would do her services for free. So my pitch also sucked. So keep that in mind. That's like where I was at fault. Well, I was at fault for the whole thing. Um, But so we had an appointment booked. Um, She's on my schedule. And again, I think I was, I wasn't super booked solid. I think I still had color clients at that point. I don't think I had um, stopped taking color. I think I was still there. But at any point though, leading up to this, did you like, did you have a feeling like, did you have a feeling? Did you have a gut feeling? Um, or were you like, no, this will be great. It's fine. I, I was kind of neutral about it. I was like, I mean, this could work out really well. Um, if it goes how I want it to. So anyways, she ended up canceling the appointment. I had thousands of dollars in hair and um, and when you're building, it's like you and order hair per client. You don't yeah, just have a Yeah, and that's a lot yet. for yeah. you to just have this hair. Of course, it eventually was used. It right. was fine. I didn't, I hadn't started prepping it with color or anything. Um, he's like literally complaining. I, Bo- Bobby's back here. Like I know. He's just, a cranky, he was like, he's a cranky old man. <laughs> so funny. Um, and so <laughs> she cancels her appointment three days ahead of, two or three days ahead. And I was wow. like fuming. First of all, because I was like, why? Like, you're canceling, okay? And then she just never um, reached back out to reschedule, which, again, is, like, completely fine. Not really, though. No, no, it was, because it was a very valuable learning lesson for me. And then she did end up, I I don't know what, if she has a partnership with somebody else, but she did end up getting extensions um, with with somebody else, which is, again, totally fine. Um, It's whatever. But it was a very valuable experience. It actually put a bad taste in my mouth for influencers, which is why I never reached out to anybody else afterwards. Cause I was like, screw that. I have zero desire to work with somebody that, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just going to like cancel last minute and then nothing else. Like there's Mm -hmm. like, that's just a lack of respect. And again, like that's fine. Move on done and over with, but I never intended on truthfully working with anybody ever again because I was so salty from that experience. 
I think that's where you have to be careful too, is you really have to like vet people out really well and make the decision. I mean, it's a commitment because there's a lot of like, um, back and forth involved in the beginning. <clears throat> a lot of, uh, like Haley said, really engaging with them and their audience beforehand and trying to really get a feel for somebody. And that's really hard to do. I think nowadays with social media in a very genuine way, because like sometimes you can have a feeling about somebody, but then like something happens and you're like, Ooh, like, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, kind of to piggyback <clears throat> and we're not trying to give like bad examples. It's just like, but it, it can go wrong very quickly. So that's, you have to be aware. I, I would always advise, even if you are doing the service for free, get some type of an appointment deposit just for the sake of your time being held. Even if you re end up refunding it back, at least so you know the person is going to show up, especially if it's something that you are giving them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an influence either. I'll um, be transparent about this too. Dylan's wife. So Dylan produces our podcast. Dylan, will you pop on the video screen real quick so everybody can see you? Dylan produces our podcast. <laughs> I do his wife's hair and we have like a trade agreement um, for like some of the work that's done with the podcast. So I think it's important to not only like think about trading with influencers, but just think about outside the box for ideas, dreams that you have in mind. I um, had the idea to have a podcast for a while and actually Taylor kept asking me about it. She's like, well, like, you know, my husband does videos and like they have a podcast thing. And finally I was like, why, why aren't I taking advantage of this? Like we could totally trade Dylan and Taylor are like a financial unit, you know? So, um, yeah, you can, you His can, his money is basically just her money. Yeah. It's financial unit. Yes. <laughs> It's a unit. <laughs> and you know, that's how, that's how couples her are. money is her money. You pretty much. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know, so like just be open and transparent with people, um, communicate and see if you can figure something out. Don't be too loosey goosey about it. Also, I knew Taylor as a client, you know, I was probably doing her hair for a year or so already. So like I had good vibes with her. I knew I could trust her. Um, <clears throat> so that worked out really well. I do have a, um, influencer gone wrong story. I will take responsibility for this. I initiated this, uh, this girl had a lot of following. She was actually in Cleveland. So it was about three hours, four hours North of me. Um, she was really, really cute, but she wasn't on brand with me. That mm -hmm. was the mistake I made. I am, I try to be really real. Um, I don't like filter my stuff real heavily, like on my aesthetic, on my Instagram. I'm a mom. I have kids. I cuss sometimes. I'm like goofy. Everything okay? Um, yeah, I'm goofy. I'm just like kind of... I'm just, I don't know. I just have my personality. I wanted it to be the right thing so bad. I was just looking for an influencer. That's the thing. It didn't happen organically. Like I was searching for, for a local or, you know, state Instagrammer that had a lot of followers that I could use as like, Hey, I look, I do this person's hair and she has 50,000 right. followers right. or, you know, 400,000 followers. <clears throat> so 
I wrote up this contract. I, I got a hold of her. She was super excited. She actually did do a lot of other sponsorships and influencer programs because she sent me over a um, contract and I had her scheduled for a Monday and I was talking to my mom like the Wednesday or Thursday before and I was like, mom, I did this thing and like, I just don't feel right about it. Like she just doesn't, she was significantly younger than me. It's, she didn't appear to be what my target market would look like. Right. And I just wasn't vibing with it. And then I I was like, she has so many followers, like so many followers. And I was like looking at like her comment and like ratio to like her f- follower ratio. And it seemed like kind of off. And, you know, I'm not like a statistics or analysis like Instagram person. Like, I don't know what those should look like, but it just felt kind of wrong. So I did. I started going through her followers and like literally every three followers was like a Russian like robot account or like a made up like Vietnamese account that had zero posts Mm. on it and zero followers. And that's a real thing. People buy followers. There's tons of companies out there that you can get a hold of this second that will... They're probably in your DMs right now. Yeah, (laughs) that you can pay and they have, you know, 4,000 fake accounts that will go on and follow you right now. Like, that's a thing. Lots of people do that. And like a big red flag just popped up and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I cannot ethically work with someone that has purchased followers and and whether she did or not for you and your business. Yeah. Yeah. Just the practical side of it. Like, yeah. And I, at that moment I was like, I would consider the fact that she has, um, unorganic followers, a breach of contract. And so I said that to her, I emailed her back and I said, the appointment for Monday is off. Um, I, I said it in a really nice way, but I was like, you know, I don't, your engagement to following rate, um, isn't what I am looking for. You know, I was really hoping there would be, um, a lot more like likes and engagement on these posts and for as many followers, followers as you have, I, I just don't think the trade would be fair for me at this point. And she knew what I was implying, I think, and was super offended by it. Sure because she probably bought followers and I called her out on it. But, um, you know, legally that was a breach of contract. So I I said, you know, contract has been breached and it's terminated. And she, girl, she was, she she was not happy with the sister. She was not happy with me, but I was so glad as soon as I called that off. And you probably felt instant relief. I was so glad because I was like, I'm not tied up with this person. Then I feel like I'm just giving a free service and free hair to that. I don't know how it's going to pan out for me. And her brand wasn't on brand with mine. So it was a huge lesson in like, pick somebody that's on brand with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I think just having some type of, like you said, contract, some written agreement. Um, it's good for X amount of time. We'll revisit and we'll re-contract as long as it's working with both of us. Um, because you guys, you don't want to like give your stuff away if it's not working for you. Yeah. Have a time limit on it. I just, yeah. yeah. And, and you can start with like, you know, I don't know the length of the life of that hair or whatever it is. Or a year. 
a, a year, year whatever. Easy. So you would um, replace the hair like twice. Yeah, yeah. Or once, you once know, after or whatever that is. So I think starting there is a great point. But if you're reaching out, you just want to make sure you do have a really great offer. Looking back, if I were going to pitch somebody um, like that, I would probably offer them um, free hair or free. I would offer free everything. Hi, buddy. <laughs> so I pulled up her, um, her contract really quick if you don't mind. I'll, yeah, like, I'll read. It. So this was what was in her contract. I think in, I think it was a really fair, awesome contract, honestly. I mean, um, to her benefit, she, it was it was a great deal. So it, it, hers says things like, um, so MBR extensions are installed and covered by sponsors. So I'm the sponsor. Um, after the $700 mark for hair extensions, influencer will pay the remaining balance for the hair. Influencer will participate in a 30-minute styled photo session following the appointment. Um Influencer will provide Instagram story coverage on the installation process, three to four stories tagging sponsors. So she was very, very, very specific. She, she, um, was a true business person and was, and had this laid out. And I commend that, you know, I commend her for that. It just didn't feel right for me. But, um, since I think she has, I don't follow her, but I think she has hair and I'm happy that it worked out with her for someone, you know, that's more, better suited for her. But I, I do respect the fact that she had such a strong contract Mm -hmm. and I think that's so important and so wise of her. So if you do reach out to someone, that's a good indicator that like, um, everything's laid out real clear. Yeah, absolutely. (coughs) But don't do shit that doesn't feel right either. Yeah. Um, and I think a good place to start is if you make sure to your service is worth trading. You know, don't be like, I need a model to practice on. Yeah, there's definitely, and you don't want to use an influencer as a model. If you're having growing pains, that's not somebody that you want to have them with. You want to start working with an influencer when you feel comfortable, you feel confident in what you are able to deliver for somebody. Um, And that's, yeah, that's definitely, now they may have, you know, they may pop a bead, they may have little issues along the way well, yeah. and that's fine. Like you can work those out obviously, but that's not somebody that you want there if, you know, your, your row slipping out on yeah. um, because. Or you don't know how to like blend and cut the hair in yet. Yeah. And make sure also good. when I was like working with my girls, I was like, you guys, like, I want you to talk about, cause there is like, there's a two week window where at least I think I always tell clients like it's going to take you about two weeks to get used to your hair. Mm-hmm. Like talk about that. Like it, it can be frustrating at first. Cause it's the same as when you get like a drastic new haircut, right? Like you love it when you leave the salon and then you're like, what do I do with this? You have to figure out how to style it yourself. So I was like, talk about that. Like give them, give people like an honest review, um, and let them, you know, make their own judgment. But then what I also do for my girls, any referral, that I give them, I give them a monetary credit towards their appointment. So that's also something to, cause then that like gives them an incentive to talk about it also more. Um, if they are doing some type of, if they are paying you in any way, um, then you can give them a discount off of that service. And keep track in your records, whether it's in your booking system or whatever, keep track of the actual monetary value of the service you're trading. Like for Dylan's wife, for example, I have in her appointment notes, um, like the service date and how much the service would normally cost just to reference that. Not that there's any funny business with Dylan 
like in his wife and our no, but trade. you have to make sure it's just to fair keep track. and worth yeah. it for everybody. Like nobody wants, at least in our <laughs> scenario, I think for like a professional standpoint, like we don't want to take advantage of one way or the other. Like I have no problem paying for something. Um, I don't ever want somebody that to feel taken advantage of. So it just has to, there has to be a mutual respect, but if you're going into something, some type of an agreement with somebody who just is looking for a free service, you will be able to just sniff that out very, very quickly. Um, so that was also one of the things where I was like, I am not doing it for free. I want them to be able to speak truthfully mm-hmm. as an, as a full pay, uh, not a full paying client, but as a paying client. And I've just always had a hard time, um, giving things away completely for free being that I'm a client myself and I pay for my services. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. So, um, and then there's, you know, larger scales of this too, with big, um, hair companies or big salons where they do, you know, and this would be a huge scale size, but where they do have like influencer applications, like on websites and stuff that I think is a little bit of a different, um, deal because these are big salons or companies that are doing that. But essentially what you're doing is taking that model and using it to, uh, best serve you. So make sure it's someone that you can communicate with well, that has the same vision in mind. Yeah, I would. And like I said, when you're going through and like looking for somebody, have it be somebody that you truly enjoy. Like if you enjoy their content, like chances are you're going to have a good vibe and a good fit with them. Um, So random. They're buddies now. Haley's dog like literally was like barking at Dylan earlier. No, growling. Growling. Let's call it what it was. Yeah, he was like, and and now he literally went over to Dylan and asked to be like petted. We've had a bit of a back and forth relationship today. He just moved the the reflector on his own and then growled at Dylan. Yeah, he literally knocked the the light reflector with his own body turned around and growled at Dylan. He's just a, he, you guys, he's a cranky old man. He's fine. He's a little neurotic. He's okay. Yeah. It's the breed too. So am I. They're nuts. Um, oh, this was the last point I was going to make too. Don't always look for big flashy people with accounts. Um, hey, <laughs> so confusing. I actually just recently partnered with a girl He's so crazy. A girl that doesn't have like a huge ginormous following. She has a decent following, um, but she is big in like the power weightlifting strength training um, like area and speaks to an audience that I probably won't reach. And I feel like a lot of clients do ask and do reach out to me that are... um, like fitness savvy or that work out on a regular basis. And they're like, I just wasn't sure because I didn't know if I could work out with extensions. So I kind of wanted to reach an audience that worked out to let them know you can work out with extensions. Yeah. So I kind of used her as a tool to showcase how you can live a certain type of lifestyle with extensions. Yeah. So you can kind of use it in, in different ways and it doesn't have to be somebody who's like has a blue check mark by their name. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I don't know. It is just, they're nuts. so weird. They're so weird. I think I knew they'd be fast friends though. Cause Dylan always says he's a grumpy old man. I think Bobby might need like some Prozac or something. <laughs> he might. He really might. He literally. They're like buddies now. Oh, see. He don't just, touch his paw. He's doing the 
He is. Yeah. Bless his little angel yeah. heart. He's got hip. He's got hip problems. He does. He actually has a. His patella is floating. I don't know. It don't like cuss pops, at me. Like pops out of place. I had to Google what a patella was. So <laughs> he has knee problems. He if says, you don't know what a patella is, he says thanks, Uncle Dylan. I know. Bless his heart. Um, no, but an influencer program can be used really well to your advantage. Um, and like I said, it, in a silly way, it goes a long way with clients. Clients are like, Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. When the first time I did Amanda, who is almost ready blog, the first time I did her hair, my girlfriend who lives in Atlanta sent me a text and she was like, Oh my gosh, you do Amanda's hair. I've been following her for forever. Like she was like freaking out. Um, so it's, it's just a little things like that go, you know, a long way with clients. Like they're like, well, if she trusts you with her hair, then I can probably trust you. Yeah. It's a good tool to have. And it's, it's something fun. And that kind of mixes things up, especially if you're in like a season hairstylists all kind of go through like different seasons where they're super busy or where they're not so busy. If you have like some downtime or if you aren't getting a bunch of leads, it's a good, yeah. um, it's a good way to just it's a great way to get content too for both you and mm-hmm. the influencer. Like, because it it's outside of their normal day to day. It's like something a big, extreme, fun thing um, for them to do. And then it's obviously really cool for you to kind of show, you know, the whole process. So I definitely would have, um, if you don't work with an assistant, have somebody there that will do socials for you that whole day and just kind of document the day for for you to have, cause it's a, it's a great thing to go back and reference. Um, I worked with another, um, blogger for a while and she just so sweet. Um, and she reached out to me also, and she had a really solid like pitch that I was like, this is great. And we ended up like meeting for coffee actually before we met. Um, so we could kind of like chat and stuff like that, but she actually is on my website and, um, sh- we videoed her entire process start to finish. That's cool. Um, yeah. And so we use that content for just like little clips from my website. Um, and it was great. Yeah. Get as much out of it as you can. Yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. I think the biggest thing is just be clear in your contract. If you guys have questions over this, I feel like this is a, something we could go in deeper with, mm-hmm. um, with specific questions. So we have an email. It's nicehairpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Send us we your get questions. Our, our first couple like specific emails. The other day. It was really exciting. Yeah. I like could not good. wait. I could not wait to get back to these people because it, it's just neat for you guys to engage with us. So I know it's like in it truly I was like going through the dms of the nice hair podcast and just some of the things that people have said Mm -hmm. are like super sweet really sweet like you guys it's really cool that you guys find us inspiring like when you guys like reach out with things like one girl was like I was inspired to like leave my salon and start and do my own thing and I was like that's a don't, holy cow don't lean on me don't don't blame me no I'm just kidding (laughs) no but like 
I was excited when I read it because I was like, you're about to change your own life. Like, and that is so freaking cool. So especially in this specific field that we're in, sometimes you don't have like a lot of backup or a close friend or anybody to talk to that can like be like, Ooh, yeah, I feel that way too. Well, Because if you are about to leave a salon and you're like a commission-based stylist, you You can't tell anybody, you can't tell that your coworkers, even if they are like your really close friends, like you a lot of times you can't tell them. So it is or nice if you're to in be a able to small town doing extensions and you're the only one, like yeah. you can't ask a coworker at work, like to help you troubleshoot right, extensions. Right. So no, that's, it's super, super flattering. But if you guys have specific questions on working with an influencer, send them in. Cause we wouldn't mind doing another episode where we just answer your questions. Yeah. Q and a, um, yeah, that would be fun. Actually, we should do that. Like do, do like a Q and a, do it. Let we can like, um, put, like say people's names if they want to be named, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So if you have questions, let us know. I have personally benefited so much from working with influencers. I had one bad experience that ended up being a really good experience and it's been a great experience ever since. And I feel like I also have like friends out of it too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, it's just a, great way to kind of network and to, um, showcase your work to a completely different audience. Well, and let me like just add something else in really, really quick. Um, girl, you better add it in. (laughs) (laughs) I think by now you guys know, like I'm super inspired by anybody that has taken something that they love and are passionate about and they've found a way to make it their living and they've, (laughs) they've made money. These women are literally turning shopping and the things that they love the most, they have t- found a way to make that a business. So we have a lot in common in that, like yes. we, you're a, you're business women and it's like fun to get together and like feed off of each other and it's figure inspiring. out. Yeah, it, it really is. So that's the kind of person you want to be around absolutely. too. Absolutely. Like you like play off each other's kind of hustle and you are, you're like one and the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it gives you just somebody that's not necessarily in your industry, but is super successful in their own. And it's just another connection and another person to, um, you know, get ideas from or mm-hmm. feel inspired by. And that's the, honestly... To me, that's the best part about it is like you create this little bond with another female entrepreneur. Exactly. And they and give you ideas, you give them ideas, you're in two fun. different things. It's really And fun. then you're not like, you don't feel like you have to be friends because you're like, yo, we're just, we're just like hustle homies, you know? Like, yeah. And yeah. then we meet on these certain days and we have these interactions and like, it's not like if you don't invite them to your kid's birthday party, they're going to cry because they understand the terms of your relationship too. But it's beneficial. Agree. That's what Bobby thinks. Bobby says the podcast is over. Hey. If you guys have questions, let us know. Nice hair podcast at gmail.com. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.